Hey Kyle, I hate those people who knock on your door and tell you that you need to be saved or you'll burn. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, stupid fireman. I hope you punch. <laughs> Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, where two guys, two knucklehead pastors in southern New Mexico get together once a week and tell you everything that we have learned from our mistakes and the trenches of gospel ministry. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist in Mayhill, New Mexico, managing editor of Lifeway Pastors, second vice president of the Baptist Convention of New Mexico, grower of bodacious beards, and eater of waffles. And I'm joined by Dr. Kyle Beerman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board, and drinker of copious amounts of black coffee. This is very true. We are grateful that you took the time to join in today on this episode sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. We're grateful for a translation that is both readable and accurate. And uh, my favorite translation or my favorite edition is the uh, Spurgeon Study Bible, maybe the He Reads Truth. What's your favorite again? Uh, yeah, I really like Spurgeon. Um, the Ancient Faith Study Bible is, is a close second. Cool but uh, either way, as long as it has CSB on the side, you know that you have the Word of God. And so we encourage you to check out csbible.com after the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I preach from it. Yeah, me too. Kyle does sermons where he literally just preaches by reading, reading the entire yes. thing. So yes. anyway. I recommend it. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Anyway. I hate your face. Yeah. The feeling is mutual. Yeah. What You'd are we talking dummy. about today? Today we're talking about conflict. Yeah. In Mouth breather. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, today we are talking about conflict in churches. Um, and because we are a podcast that, that uh, is, is devoted to is... Conflict. Uh, <laughs> um, I was going to say that that really centers around church replanting and church revitalization. Uh, conflict is a reality. I, I would say conflict is a reality in all of ministry, um, especially when it comes to church revitalization. Yeah. Um, because revitalization necessitates change, and change breeds <laughs> conflict. Yes, and, yes it does. And um, so... Yeah, that's, that's, let's just dive right in, Matt. Yeah. So tell me about your favorite church conflict. My favorite church <laughs> conflict uh, is, uh, I, I do have a funny one. Uh, I think I shared it on the episode before. A uh, church that I served uh, had, like it was super long and narrow. Okay. And uh, so we probably had, I don't know, 100 rows of pews. I mean, we set 800 in the bottom okay. and a total of thousand when you added the top. But wow. so however many pews that was, but only like two rows. So it's super long if you can picture this kind of shotgun sanctuary. And we were running maybe 150. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the pastor got this great idea of let's take out half the pews. Yeah. And uh, so we did. And we took out all the pews and we had like pulls and chainies that we were pulls and chains they were getting it up on uh in the gym and all this kind of stuff we got all that taken care of we're moving stuff off the stage and everything and we'd put up the uh american flag the christian flag and everything as we're putting all this stuff out well around this time this was just bad timing around this time president obama was elected and the sunday after we kind of debut this new 
sanctuary is the Sunday after he is president, he's taken office or whatever, and everybody comes in and there's no flag on this day. Oh, like, yeah. we totally forgot. And, of course, this socialist, Muslim, <laughs> whatever he was for a lot of people, uh, we don't believe that. Right. But, but anyway, yeah, for the record, for, for a lot of people, they, they saw that and immediately yeah. thought that he's been in office like, you know, four days or five days. And he or banned whatever, the And he's American already flag. banned the American oh, flag. No. They were dead, dead serious. And, uh, and so they were very upset and, and we had to assure them that no, that wasn't the case. We just we, didn't we know just where to put it back. But, so yeah, I've had some fun conflicts, uh, and, uh, you know, because they're just, you love them. They, they love the Lord and they, they really thought they were right. And something terrible had really happened to our freedoms to worship. So, so, so just in case, uh, President Obama listens to this, you, you, you corrected that for your people and said, no, no, Obama did not mandate that all American flags had to be removed. No, we let them own it. Oh, no, just, no, just kidding. No, no, we, we did buck. correct yeah, it. No, no. I, hey, the, he says, or he didn't, but you know, the buck stops there. So it doesn't stop with me. If No, uh, we did let them know. No, President Obama oh. did not come and tell us to take out the flag. So what about your... Do you have a funny church conflict? I, I'm trying to think of how funny. I have a lot of ridiculous ones. Um, I'm not sure I have... I, I, I guess... Man. I don't know that I have any funny ones. Like, I have a lot of that, like I said, that are just dumb and ridiculous. Yeah. And you look back and you're like, really? Yeah. Um, I, I got... One time in a deacon's meeting when I was a youth pastor, um, we were talking about the children's ministry and um, some some issues we were having in the children's ministry, which had nothing to do with me. I was a youth pastor. I was a music worship leader. Yeah, you only um, worried about yourself. Right. We that's, it. Yeah, but it, you didn't it, see it as a whole body not, of Christ. That, it, that was not you were an just worried area about the... for which I was responsible okay. for supervision. Gotcha. Um, and somehow that got turned from. Um, you know, some issues we were dealing with in the children's ministry to a deacon standing up and saying, we have the worst worship music I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not a, I'm a, I'm flight. Okay. When, when, like when conflict arises, I'm anti-confrontational and flight. That's probably the closest I've ever come to hit punching a grown man in my life. Thankfully I didn't. So I don't, I don't have the, uh, you know, I punched a deacon and went to prison and and all that. Um, But I got close. Um, So, all that to say, um, conflict is reality in church revitalization. So, so let's just talk through this process for a second, right? So as a pastor, you come into a church that's been declining and dying or, or, or dying um, for normally, I would say usually a period of years, right? I mean, it's not like, oh man, in the last year, you know, we, we had a church split. We, um, there, there are probably some church splits along the ways, but... Uh, but but in our own case, there there were some church splits, but but there was a pattern of um, declining attendance, even apart from those. Um, so you come into a church, it's, uh, dying and dec- or declining. Um, they may realize it, they may not, um, and yet you, you're you're coming in, pastor, um, and we're bringing you in to fix this. Yeah. Right. Fix it, but don't. But don't change, change anything. anything. May, yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, we want you to reach new families, um, but don't change the worship style, right? Um, we need we need kids ministry, uh, but don't let them get too rowdy, yeah. right? So we, we want we want families, we want kids, we want teenagers, um, but but we need, we, we expect them to behave themselves, yeah. right? 
things that don't go together, right? Because hopefully, if you have kids, particularly lost kids, right, things get rowdy, yeah. right? If you if you have a group of kids, I don't care if they're lost or saved on Sunday yeah. morning, oh, yeah. they're going to run through the church building, whether they're pastor's kids, which I mean, I still have my, my kids are eleven and ten, and I still say don't run in the church building, um, but. It's, that's a part of it, right? So, I mean, if you're not okay with noise, with, with extra noises, oh, we need, we, we, we want babies in the church. Yeah. Get your, get your crying baby out of the yeah. service, right? Yeah. Um, but, but that's so funny because that's indicative of so many things in, in the church, yeah. right? And we, we want things to change, but we don't want to change anything. Um, and I, just because of that whole change thing is, is we want young people. Let's just, you know, it, almost all yep. of these dead and dying churches, yep. their problem is they don't have young people. Yep. And they feel like, well, if we get young people, then we'll be alive again. Yep. Uh, but they better not bring a cup of coffee into this <laughs> service. Yeah. Yeah. They better not have a hat on yep. their head. That's right. uh, they better enjoy Victory in Jesus sung 20 times. Yep. Uh, yep. They, they better love our orange-colored shag carpet or whatever. I mean, all the different things With, that even, we even, love. Though, even though we don't allow coffee in there, there's yeah. a giant stain somewhere in the oh, carpet yeah. already. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, yeah. And I, I just... And, and to that, I love... Mark Clifton has the best that's line what I was gonna say, of yeah. this. You know, and I think that refers to hats. I think it refers... You know, I... Coffee that, cup. Coffee cup donuts. Yeah. You know, never walked... He said, I've never seen a coffee cup... Or a donut, or you could even say a baseball cap. Walk into the sanctuary that was not attached to a person. Yeah. Right. But you, you, you know, you want to have a discussion about hats in, in worship service. I would not suggest that you as a pastor wear a hat on on Sunday morning. Um, that used to be a big deal in, in respect in our culture. I would say it's less so now. I we've got a couple of people that wear ball caps, including you. I I will. Uh, hey, turn off your phone. <laughs> um. I will, um, I'll wear it on Wednesday nights occasionally. I will not preach on, on I know Wednesday because night. I, I remember a dear saint that, uh, we were at the MVBA meeting and, uh, said, I'm, I'm so glad you don't wear your hat in the oh. church like Kyle. Oh yeah. And Cause I had mine in my hand or whatever. And, and yeah, if I'm sitting in my office, I'll wear, I'll wear a hat sometimes. Shame, shame. Occasionally. Um, especially in the winter cause it's cold. <laughs> Yeah, eighty degrees. <laughs> You've got your parka on. So, so, so what do we remember when we face conflict? Is you know the first thing that comes to to my mind is they if if you haven't done something sinful, right? If there's conflict because yeah. you you've done something similar, uh, sinful, that's another conversation. Yeah. But but if if they're ultimately upset that they're pet, this or that has kind of been changed a little bit. You led through it the right way. Don't wear that. Right. You know, you, right. you've got to remember that one, no matter what takes place, the decisions that you make to pull out the pews or not put the flag back or change this song or whatever, you have to remember that that doesn't change your identity right. in Christ. And and often I think it's helpful to remember, I had a mentor one time who, who just kind of repeated this mantra of oftentimes the problem is not the problem, yeah. right? So, so the thing that people w- would complain about is not the problem. Um, the music itself is not, is not the issue. Um, the, the issue is probably their own comfort, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and maybe even in some cases exposing idolatry 
in, in their hearts that they don't know how to deal with, so they, they get angry. Um, but you're right. If, if you've done something, I mean, if you've neglected to shepherd well, um, you know, if, you, if, you've, if you've dropped the ball on something, um, I mean, the simplest thing to do is own it, right? Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I've, and, and diffuse as much of that as possible. Um, you know, we're all going to make mistakes in ministry. I mean, we've built a platform and a podcast on yeah. mistakes that we've made in and, ministry. And I think it's, so, so knowing your identity is, is secure. Right. Period. Right. If half of your church is, is mad because you didn't do hymns and half the church is mad because you didn't do enough praise yeah. songs or whatever, yeah. God still loves you. Yeah, that's You're right. You're fine. You know, Miss, Miss Susie might not love you because you took out her quilt. Right. But God still loves you. That's number one. Another thing is when somebody comes to you with a, a problem, I have found that one of the best things you can possibly do is listen to them. Yep. I am like you. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, conflict. But I know how easy it is in my mind. As soon as they start, I'm going through how am I going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to... Trying to fix it already in my head, you know. Okay, Matt, you got to apologize. You got to do it. You know, just fix it. Just get the. In, in other words, I'm trying to get the conversation right. over because I I don't like meetings anyway. I hate doing this podcast, but here we are. <laughs> but um, you know, listen, listen to what they're saying. And and one of the best ways I I have found at least in my ministry to do that is after Kyle has laid out whatever the concerns were, is saying, "Did they I hear long. this right?" I have many. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is what I heard. Did I hear this right? Yeah. And so you kind of walk through, Kyle, I heard that you, you know, you're upset about the prayer meeting being changed or whatever, yeah. whatever the change was, you restate it and find out, did you hear them right? Yeah. And because when, when you're doing that, they know that you're not putting them off. You're not doing right. whatever else. You're actually engaging in what they say. That also then, you know, because of how my mind works is, you know, we established on the other episode of just reading random stuff in this wall <laughs> that I'm seeing, you know, is this picture over here crooked? Instead of doing that, I'm actively listening, preparing to restate it. Yeah. But in that time, that gives my brain and hopefully the Holy Spirit to give some time to maybe calm the nerves right. a little bit and then share. Now here's you know, my side yeah. or what, what we need yeah. to say that gives some time instead of outcomes, conflict, you know, yeah. criticism or whatever. Now, well, let me tell you how you're wrong. Yeah. That's what it usually ends up being. So this just gives you a chance to just pause, hear them out, share, make sure you heard them right. Yeah. And then you can address some of those things. Yeah. Um, you're, I agree. Your, your ability to listen. And, and if you're married, um, since, since we talked to, we're since talking we talked about pastors, the church, right? The, right, right well, no, since, we, since, we're about, <laughs> since we're talking to mostly pastors who listen to this, um, if you do that with your wife too, because that, that's, that was one of the things I had to learn in, in ministry is oftentimes, or even, even in marriage, um, Michelle does not want me to fix it. She just wants to be heard. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she comes in and starts and I do the same thing. Um, going through, man, I, yeah. I, I, I need to figure out how to fix it. There's yeah. a phenomenal YouTube video. Um, called It's Not About the Nail. Are yeah. you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Okay, we should put that in the show notes. Yeah. If you have not seen it, watch it because it illustrates perfectly what Matt's talking about in, in your marriage and in your ministry to yeah. just listen. Want to know a funny um, story? What's that? Uh, in, in the office today before I came down here, uh, Valerie had asked Rebecca. She had just come up. Valerie is, his sec- is the secretary. Sorry, at my, my secretary. <laughs> and Rebecca had just walked up and uh, she said, so what are you going to do uh, next 
you know, Friday or whatever for when I was going to be preaching at the uh, men's conference. Oh, okay. And Rebecca said, what, what's happened? <laughs> and she said, you know, at the men's conference, when is that? <laughs> and I realized I'd never told Rebecca <laughs> I was preaching on this the only one who men's conference in Ruidoso, and she's going to have to watch the kids by herself for all <laughs> weekend. So, yeah, well done, Matt. So I got to practice that uh, conflict, and, and I got to hear her tell my secretary, oh, yeah, he never communicates. So, so what I've done, let me, let, this, this will help stem conflict in your marriage as well. Um, I have shared my, yes, dear. My, my Google Calendar with Michelle. Yeah. So I, I shared it with her. Um, so when I put something on my calendar, it immediately shows up on her phone because once or twice... Or a couple hundred times, we've had this same conversation. You didn't tell me about it. Yes, I've, I've been talking about this for a week. No, you've been talking about that with other people in, in yeah. committee meetings and you've not told. Okay, so I'm just going to put this on, put you on my calendar and, and that way you see what, what I see. So, um, so do you have any resources for conflict management? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, boxing gloves. Uh so a shotgun to go and not not shoot church members, but to go. Oh, this, this gets heard. So, by, uh, so um, some, yeah. I mean, so I think an, an outlet's important, right? Like I enjoy you know going to the driving range or the batting cages. I didn't know what you were um, getting at. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, or even we'll talk resources in just a sec, like books. Um, but some sort of outlet where I mean you can a constructive outlet um, because I've learned it's it's much more. Um, enjoyable and to, to go in like at the batting cages just go you know hit softballs as hard as you possibly can which is probably more productive than hitting church members slightly right so <laughs> I was gonna say my my default is calling Kyle and uh, true. and so his his number is five seven five uh, just call up Kyle and be like, hey, man, uh, this person's driving me out to the wall. What do uh, I do about it in Kyle goes, I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's usually the, you know, it's like, hey, let's go get some coffee. Like, yep. that's that's the answer. And that's actually very good. Yeah. And it gets you out of there. And uh, so taking a walk, getting the blood pumping yep. a little bit, um, doing something else. When I am still in those kinds of situations or whatever, like when I'm trying to go to bed or something, that's when a thousand things start to race. It's yeah. like once I'm out doing something, running, reading, writing, doing something else productive, my mind will go away from it. Yeah. But the second I stop and I'm trying to go to bed, it's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't yeah. you do that? And and so as silly as it sounds, that's just when I start quoting scripture to yeah. myself and eventually I just fall asleep and yeah. everything's fine. As for a resource, because most people, when they say, you know, what about a resource for this? They're talking about a book. Uh, I would recommend Bob Phillips' Overcoming Conflict, How to Deal with Difficult People in Situations, also known as How Matt Does This Podcast with Kyle. But it's <laughs> Overcoming uh, Conflict by Bob Phillips, and you can find that on Lifeway.com. Hey, there you go. And uh, because it, uh, it conflict is unavoidable, yeah. it's certainly in the church. And I think if you don't have conflict, uh, we would like to say, hey, you know, my church is just conflict-free, and that's yeah. wonderful. Um, sometimes that could also be a not-so-good sign yeah. that you're just coasting, yeah. and there's nothing to be upset about. Yeah. Uh, right. We don't look for conflict. We don't try to start conflict, but we should be active and pushing for yeah. change and, and growth and all yeah. of that. Um, and, and, and I have a couple as well. Um, the Painful Side of Leadership by Jeff Orge. 
um, who is a friend of the podcast. Had him on here, the, the president of Gateway Seminary. I wouldn't Seminary. say that he's a friend of the podcast. He's, he's a, he was just a former oh, guest. I, I still, I still uh, Jonathan and Amy's, um, that's their line from SBC this week, is they're a friend of the podcast. because. Hey, are we going to do that Hamilton thing? Did you see that? SBC not. style or whatever? Oh. The, the Twitter account wants, wants a collab between us and... Uh, SBC this week with uh, Ashley Enzicker oh. in a Hamilton style. Hey, uh, I'm I'm on conservative board with that. resurgence thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 down with that. Yeah. Wow, that was very random. So, painful side of leadership by Jeff Forge is a fantastic resource on conflict, as well as the book Lincoln on Leadership by Donald T. Phillips. It's a look at uh, Abraham Lincoln's. Uh, leadership presidency as he led the nation through probably the, one of the most tumultuous uh, times that we've experienced as a nation, um, and some f- fantastic leadership principles in there, and and conflict management as well. So that is conflict. Um, tell you what, here, here's what I want to here's what I want folks to do: go on um, our Facebook page and and share as much as you're comfortable sharing. We we want to read your conflict stories about about the most hilarious conflict that, that you've experienced. We, we, uh, you know, if you, if you have like deep conflict that you're really struggling with, you can message us as well. <laughs> we would love to walk you through that. Um, on, on the Facebook page publicly, we, we want to hear funny conflict stories. And but, it'll get you an entry uh, to get the new book from Southwestern Baptist ooh. Theological Seminary, You Will Be My Witnesses. Hey. By Queen and a few other people. It's kind of a devotional guide for everyday evangelism. Cool. Uh, but that's from our other partners, uh, friends, true friends of the podcast. Yes, the our Southwestern, friends. our friends, uh, <laughs> the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. They're doing a bang up job in Fort Worth, uh, the true and better Dallas. And uh, if you uh, want to learn more about what God is up to on Seminary Hill, the crown jewel of the SBC, visit Swibitz. Edu. That is S-W-B-T-S dot E-D-U. And uh, if you're not interested in going there as a student, uh, they will certainly take your money. You can donate. But we, uh, as as friends of Southwestern and me as a, an alum and current student of Southwestern, ask for your prayers just that God will continue to bless their efforts in training up the next generation of preachers, missionaries, wives, husbands, everything that they're pouring into there. And uh, so we are glad that you took the time to listen in, but it is that time to jump off the train until next time, though it was already wrecked anyway, so we're kind of belaboring the point. It was already up in flames, now we're climbing out of the cabin, and uh, it's over, and we're sad, Uh, but we would love for you to visit... yeah, notanotherbaptistpodcast.com for our website or Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. And uh, yeah, God wants you to send us out. Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you, you declare. declare. I do declare. God bless y'all. Happy fighting. <laughs>